Welcome to tonight's Ash Wednesday service. You know, Easter is when we as a church meet with our risen Lord. And I know when I'm going to meet anyone important, I prepare. I make sure I've washed, used deodorant, I put on clean clothes, I make myself ready. Before I come to worship, I make sure I'm ready to hear from God. It's often the case with God that I meet with God in the preparation. Tonight, it's my prayer that we not only begin our preparation, but that we meet God face to face. Let's pray together, Joel 2, 12 and 13. Even now, this is the Lord's declaration. Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Tear your hearts, not just your clothes, and return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in faithful love, and he relents from sending disaster. I have heard people talk about what would be the first thing they will do when they get to heaven. I've heard people say, I'm going to run up and hug Jesus. Or people say, I'm just going to sing. You know, we have a song that sometimes we do in church called, I Can Only Imagine. That's all about that theme. I remember when I took a trip to New York when I was younger, my brother and my cousin and I, we all went to go see a Broadway show that starred Vanessa Williams. And because my brother was in the same production company, we were going to have the chance to meet Vanessa Williams. My cousin was super excited about meeting Vanessa. I'm going to see Vanessa. He was super excited. But when we finally met Vanessa Williams, he didn't say a thing. In Job, when Job finally met with God face to face, realizing who God is, God is light in the darkness. God is mighty Savior. God is eternally just. God is unstoppably righteous. God knows everything. God is powerful and peerless. When he saw that God face to face, Job couldn't say anything. Job 40, 3-5 Then Job answered the Lord, I am so insignificant. How can I answer you? I place my hand over my mouth. I have spoken once and I will not reply twice, but now I can add nothing. When face to face with God, he simply placed his hand over his mouth. 
I was talking with Pastor Jennifer about this, and she said, it may take us 1,000 years just to find our voice. Then we will bow down and worship. For our first movement tonight, we will take some time now just to be in silence in the presence of God. As we go to repentance, and I've shared this before, when I took a class to learn how to ride a motorcycle, the first thing I had to do was turn away from all my previous actions and preconceptions. You see, I had been, and I still am, a very good bicycle rider. But the only thing bicycle riding and motorcycle riding really have in common is two wheels and handlebars. Brakes, gears, turning, it's all different. I had to turn away from my previous actions and preconceptions. And in Job, we found that Job and his friends had their own preconceptions about God, and they readily shared them. But when Job meets God face to face, Job turns away from all that discussion. Job 42, 1 through 6. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know you can do anything and no plan of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this who conceals my counsel with ignorance? Surely I spoke about things I did not understand, things too wondrous for me to know. You said, Listen now, and I will speak. When I question you, you will inform me. I had heard reports about you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I reject my words, and I am sorry for them. I am dust and ashes. See what Job realizes now. He says, God's power and plans are sure. They're going to happen. God's power and plans are done with wisdom. God's not frivolent or foolish. God's not nonchalant. And God's power and plans are beyond my understanding. I don't always get it, but I know it's good. And so realizing that when he sees God face to face, Job repents of his boldly speaking out because he was speaking out in ignorance. And he also repents of knowing God second hand. He said, I had heard reports about you, but now I know you. See, repentance is a rejection of wrong with a promise to go forward correctly. And that is the hope of the Lord's table. His body, the sacrifice for my wrong. His blood, the promise that I can do right. Tonight I invite you to partake of the table. 
his body and blood for your repentance. So that you may know him, not secondhand, but face to face. Our third movement is renewal. You ever heard what happens when you play a country song backwards? Well, it's easy. You get your wife back, you get your job back, you get your truck back, you get your dog back. Here's the thing with repentance. Repentance doesn't end with me sitting in dust and ashes. Job 42, 7-17 After the Lord had finished speaking to Job, he said to Eliphaz the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends, for you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. Now take seven bulls and seven rams, go to my servant Job and offer a burnt offering for yourselves. Then my servant Job will pray for you. I will surely accept his prayer and not deal with you as your folly deserves. For you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. Then Eliaphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite went and did as the Lord told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and doubled his previous possessions. All his brothers and sisters and former acquaintances came to him and dined with him in his house. They sympathized with him and comforted him concerning all the adversity the Lord had brought on him. Each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold earring. So the Lord blessed the last part of Job's life more than the first. He owned 14,000 sheep and goats, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. He named his first daughter Jemiah, his second Keziah, and his third Kirin Kapush. No women as beautiful as Job's daughters could be found in all the land. And their father granted them an inheritance with their brothers. Job lived 140 years after this and saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. Then Job died old and full of days. Let's take this backwards. Job has children restored to him. Seven sons and three beautiful daughters. And he lives to see his great, great grandchildren. His daughters are not just beautiful, but they are competent. They get an inheritance along with their brothers. Job has his wealth restored to him. Double all that he had previously. And here is something I think that is really important. Job has his friends restored to him. His friends and family. Verse 11. All his brothers and sisters and his former acquaintances. That's Eliaphaz and Bildad and Zophar. It says they came with him and dined with him in his house. They sympathized with him and comforted him concerning all the adversity the Lord had brought on him. They sympathized and comforted him. That's what he wanted from them in the first place. Their friendship is restored. And most importantly, 
Everyone's relationship with God is restored, especially Job's. It says, then my servant Job will pray for you. I will surely accept his prayer. Job is restored in his relationship to God. His repentance wasn't the end. It was the beginning of something greater. As we next receive the ashes in the sign of the cross, we remember we are flawed humans. But Psalm 103.3 says, He forgives all my sins and heals all my infirmities. As our benediction, let's together say Psalm 103, 8-14. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. As the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust.